just uh hang on one moment here i gotta prepare okay <laughs> just kidding why don't you get yourself one too you got like a i'm just putting <laughs> i got a ricola here i'm addicted to these things now and i will not apologize for it mm, i'm uh i'm on that uh fisherman's friend these oh that are... one will clean you out these are mandarin flavored sugar-free spicy mandarin flavor lozenges hmm. i have ricola the original natural herb cough drops the cube boy indeed I it like has the cube uh, boy. it looks like it has you know like kfc like 11 herbs and spices or something on it. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, um 2020 year of the cough drop i'm 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 enjoying it so far it's helping I've me spent, survive I've winter spent, I spent literally a hundred percent of 2020 with some form of cold <laughs> flu virus, something. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't doesn't continue that way. But yeah. uh, statistics. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about uh, start out talking about pseudoscience. Well, first of all, I, I'm still on the cough drops here for a second because I. Oh, by all means, please. <laughs> I wanted to. I, like I wanted to sh- sh- give people a link to what I just found. You can order online at Amazon.com, hmm. and uh, it was not this expensive when I bought it. So it's now for twenty five ninety nine, which seems expensive, but it's a bulk pack. Okay, of Fisherman's Friend. Okay, um, and now I only knew that there was a. I'm a recent, uh, I, a newcomer to Fisherman's Friend. I never had it before this year. This is, um, I was not aware that they had flavors other than their like extremely strong, not a flavor flavor. Yeah. You know how, you know how, uh, Japan has like Kit Kats that they have like right. a thing with yeah. Kit Kats where there's many flavors. Mm-hmm. I think Thailand has a thing with Fisherman's Friend. Hmm. So these are Thai Fisherman's Friends and they're, they're a coat of many colors. There's just many flavors. Yeah, I'm seeing here. We got mint, cherry, citrus. Black currant, which is that's quite something. Spicy mandarin, spearmint, honey and lemon. Uh, which I gotta say, I have some honey and lemon Ricola. That is a very mm. good flavor combination. Mm. Uh, mint, uh, anise seed, uh, sugar-free, regular, and of course, regular. And you get a free mini candy box, t- limited time offer. Excellent. The now. Knowing that I'm the old time candy guy and I like the weird flavors, mm-hmm. you know my favorite one. Your boy is all about the aniseed. Right. Black currant is um actually has some something about it is a little vomity. Really? So, That's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just me. You, you know, your mileage may vary. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, this is I, I'm I'm seriously down I would to like, go my for last those honey and lemon. <laughs> Well, you'll have to have another delivery made then. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Now it's twenty six dollars for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So I have to say that you know I've been uh, on the Ricola. I used to be a halls person, and indeed, so I I, I supply halls at my desk. Like I have a little little bowl of mm-hmm. uh, cough drops for other people to have when they're feeling you know coffee or whatever. Hey, nice, right? Which are just, they're like the cherry halls, which are, you know, like the standard cough drop. But in my desk, in my secret desk drawer, I have the Ricola, which is for me. Yeah, that's the good stuff. That's for yeah, daddy. That's, that's for me. Right. Yeah, that's the l- little treat for daddy. And sometimes my friends who know I have it will come over and be like, can I have one of the good ones? 
<laughs> oh man, the American workplace isn't weird at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of weird workplaces. Yeah, uh, what would you think about working at the Goop Lab? Mm, I just don't know if I'd want things shoved into me. Oh, well, at that uh, rate. Okay, yeah. Well, I assume that's what Goop happens. Lab is actually a Goop's new Netflix series, which is apparently uh, six episodes wow. of pseudoscience. Come on, man. Yeah, and uh, instead of having to watch it, you can instead read this... Um, Ars Technica review of each episode, which is pretty good. Yeah, uh, I did read it, and it was upsetting. So, uh, I mean, you can if you want. It will probably just make you angry um, because it's all just a bunch of BS. We Apparently, at one really point, they learn want what. We- the the lead uh, the sub headline: Volva's psychics and junk science. Oh my. Well, yep, I yep. watched so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to be honest, though. The more I think about it, um, the more I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> Just the, uh, the biggest, the biggest grievance that uh, they that R. Sutnica has with it is that it basically presents all of these things and doesn't critically examine them at all. Like a guy who does like cold healing and a guy who does like energy healing or whatever, and also that it's just sort of you know it's edited. Um, and there's inconsistencies and things like that. So now I got goop explained by a close personal friend. I'm so sorry. Recently, um, about uh, I got goop explained about uh, <laughs> about um the egg. Mm-hmm. Actually, the egg's good now. The jade so, egg. Yeah. How can that be? It um. Apparently, I'm sexist for. Oh uh, well, <laughs> for not for not understanding the egg. Okay, yeah, because it's uh, interesting. Jade egg, feminist icon. <laughs> I, I was just. I mean, I as a man, mm-hmm. I fully appreciate that there are probably things about women that I'm completely clueless to. That yeah. if you are a woman is completely normal and and you all know this, right. and I'm just like, oh, it worked that way. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but uh, apparently, just women everywhere are walking around with stones in their coochies. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is just normal. This is normal. Keep keep something up there just for later, just for yourself. Hmm. And I uh, don't know. I don't no. know if that's right. <laughs> 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 I, I suspect it isn't. I feel like I would have heard about this more. I, but I, feel, I don't know. you know, I don't know if any listeners can can yeah. confirm or deny. I mean, I, I'm prepared to be the dummy, ignorant man here. Mm-hmm. I fully am ready for that. Yeah, maybe maybe we're stupid. Maybe we're dumb about science. Maybe yeah. we should go to learn about science. My answer is something called science. Mm-hmm. Speaking of science. <laughs> And moving yeah. away from that, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you remember science centers? I do. I have fond memories. Science. Do you have fond memories of them? I do. <sighs> I love science centers. Yeah, we had one of the best ones in Ohio, or have I should say, because it's still there. But you know, nobody goes there. <laughs> or well, you don't no, go there. Actually, people go there a lot. Okay. Yeah. 
there it's interesting in the the, the city lab mm-hmm. website um they talk about how From like Goop lab to city lab <laughs> they talk about how apparently the the science center was like a plan in the 80s or 90s to like revolutionize american downtowns oh, oh okay interesting so i, I'm I not... thought they they were just a thing that existed right but apparently, apparently this was they like, were a, like a trend yeah it was like you need you're not a real city unless you got the the imax movie theater and planetarium and like this is going to be the thing that takes these these hollowing out you know nice. american yeah. centers and revitalize them mm-hmm. but uh it didn't really work yeah well, and now they've turned into, as this article says, they're just like full of like touch screens instead of like actual tactile things. Here, kid, go play with an iPad. <laughs> cool yeah, museum. Hey, instead of exhibits, it's just like a room full of <laughs> just a room full of big tablets. <laughs> Hope you learned something. Oh no, you can't pick up this tablet. It's stationary. Yeah, it's built into the wall. <laughs> I remember that I went to the the LA science museum, the one that's like by the natural history museum. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, we used to go there like once or twice a year. And, uh, this was the first place I ran into a touchscreen. Mm. It was like, this was like, you know, it had to be in like the early eighties, early or late eighties, early nineties. Right. And, it used to be novel. Yeah. It was like, it was like a thing, but I remember like when you touched something on the screen, you saw a cursor appear. Oh and yeah, click yeah. it like right, like almost uh, three seconds after you touched it. Because that thing was just running Windows. So. <laughs> well, I don't even think Windows existed. It was like well, some yeah. Xerox operating <laughs> right. system or something. Like <laughs> it was super weird, and I was like, "This is so annoying. Why don't I just have like a mouse or a keyboard or a pad? Like this takes so long." Yeah. Uh, so we've come a long way since then. We have uh, apparently, whether for for better or for worse. But I love these. What was your favorite part of the science center? Oh, I mean, that's a good question. Let's see. We had one. Um, they had they would do a thing where you could sign up, and they would have a little um time when you could come and like take apart like an old computer or whatever, and just like you know tear it open and get into it, which oh, was cool. That's cool. We yeah, had a um. We had a big old thing that was like a, uh, it's like a spindle in the middle of the room. So there's like a pillar in the middle Mm -hmm. of a circular room. And then there was like walls that would rotate around. Does that, is this, am I explaining this theater of the mind? I'm trying to, okay. So wait, hang on. Start over again. Take me. So there's like a pillar. There's a circular room. There's a a circular room in the middle of the room is a pillar going from the floor to the ceiling. Okay. Hanging off of those pillar is almost like a door, but it's like a wall. It's like a, hmm. and the wall will spin around the room, right? Okay. Almost right. like picture like it's some sort of weird CD organizer, but in large size where there's just like oh, these okay, sheets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in these walls, they were like foot thick plexiglass. Hmm. Okay. And they were filled with trash. Huh. And it was to show you how much trash people accumulated. Oh, my. So, like, you could just look at all of the trash. <laughs> and, like, it, it helps you, like, visualize in a year. So, so like, 
one one wall would be like a month or something like that if that makes sense mm. i don't remember the, yeah 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 i don't remember the actual science of it i just right. <laughs> remember it was cool going there and just like look at all the trash and spin mm-hmm. the trash so mm. that was useful for me you know what i remember actually was the um most enjoyable part for me is that our science center had like an area that was for like hydrodynamics although that's not what they called it but you could like you could like um there were like pipes with valves you could turn on you could construct all this piping and stuff but then you also had like like this little like model village and you could like build a dam and then release it and all this stuff and that was just like super cool to me because i'm like you know trying to build a, this huge dam see how much water i can get the back up if i can keep the water from flowing at all you know it's like it's like a, a like a physical sim city thing with yeah you. exactly like, yeah oh, that's cool <laughs> we had uh at the la one they have this uh earthquake simulator mm-hmm. which is funny mm-hmm. considering like if you live in california it's like uh <laughs> just wait just wait, just wait. enough <laughs> But uh, this one was to simulate the San Francisco earthquake uh, that happened okay, in like, yeah. the late 80s. And it was, you'd sit on this, you know, this, it'd like be like you're standing in this living room. It looks like a living room and there's a TV on the wall. Mm-hmm. Except for it's a living room with a rail. Right. <laughs> so that you can hold on to the rail. Mm-hmm. And you're just sitting there in this living room and Connie Chung is on the TV. You're watching okay, the news. <laughs> or you're watching, a, I think you're watching a baseball game, I think. Right. Yeah, and then the that's what was, starts. That's what was going on when the earthquake happened. Yeah, you're at Candlestick Park, and this earthquake starts happening, and you're like, "Whoa!" And then the news comes on, and Connie Chung is like, "Ah!" <laughs> 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 and, and it's like it's like the floor is just shaking, you know. Right. That was fun. Um, and then I was in Oklahoma City at their science museum, mm-hmm. and they had one of those too. Now. One of the things I found funny about living in Oklahoma was people were constantly talking about how they could never live in California because mm-hmm. of the earthquakes. Like it was just a non-starter and you're insane for living anywhere that has those kind of earthquakes, which is funny because of fracking. They have them now too. So, <laughs> but what they also have in Oklahoma is um, the sky will just open up and suck you up into it. Right. Yeah. Which to me, um, having seen both, I would take an earthquake any day. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like being on a massage bed for like 10 seconds. <laughs> a like, surprise massage bed, but yeah. Surprise massage bed in your under your feet. Whoa. Like, yeah. you know, mostly things aren't falling down, but like there's never a tornado that's like not gonna hurt you. Like, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, yeah. I've I've been through several tornadoes and several earthquakes, and I take earthquakes at the same time. So I was wondering why people in Oklahoma were so scared of earthquakes. And then I saw their earthquake simulator, and I was like, oh, I was with their with some people. I was like, you guys should try this. We have this this in California. You should, you should get on this thing. But theirs was like, you 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 get in the living room, you hold the handrails, and then it's like junk junk. Oh geez, the world is going to end. Junk 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 junk, and like. <laughs> This like insane earthquake that you're like falling down. People are rolling around. People come out of there with head injuries. Like (laughs) it was so insanely scary. And I realized like, is this thing sponsored by like the Oklahoma tourism board? Like the don't leave Oklahoma uh, department. (laughs) Right. I would prefer not to. That's, that's just my thought on 
on the earthquake yeah. simulator. But uh, you go to the science museum. <laughs> you don't go to the science museum and get handed a pamphlet on electricity. You go to the science museum and put your hand on a little ball, your hair sticks up straight, and you know science. Exactly. Oh, uh, we're gonna. I I don't know if we've had this vertical before, but I it I think is going to be a big vertical for 2020 because I've big, big lately vertical lately had a lot of interest. I know in I'm this vertical is, for 2020. Yes, this is uh, the transit vertical that we have. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I wanted to. This was I was made aware of this on Twitter the other day. Um, the Rhode Island Public Transit Authority or RIPTA. <laughs> RIPTA. Uh, has a, of, has a fleet of diesel buses, mm -hmm. uh, which you know are bad, diesel bus bad. Um, mm -hmm. But they've decided to make them better by putting a solar panel on top of each bus that is approximately the size of a dining room table. <laughs> and, I don't know. Uh, that's a tiny dining room table, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like you know, it's like the width of a bus, but it's like the length of like one sixteenth of the bus, or even Come less. Come on, man. Uh, and this is good. You know, it's green, right? It's you. You Boy. put you you put a solar panel on there, and oh, uh, it makes it better. Now, I don't know if you know a whole lot about solar panels, um, but I can tell you that a solar panel of that size would provide approximately no useful power to do anything but like oh. light a couple lights inside the bus. Okay, well you say that, but I say this is incrementalism and this is just the first step oh, in our you're so right. 20... You're so well, we should right. debate our plans. <laughs> you're so right. It's just it's full <laughs> full liberalism. You start you start off you start off you with one panel and then you Every every year or whatever, you know, you funnel right. the savings from that one. panel into the other panel. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> this is the thing: is this solar panel could probably be it would probably be enough power to charge like two laptops, and that would be it. So, like, it's not like they're they're not. I really don't think that the savings in gas is going to really even be like noticeable. But you know, you get to tick a box and be like, hey, uh, cool. <laughs> cool we did a green thing <laughs> guys we're so green look at us yeah we're so green speaking of transport uh we're, we're staying on this vertical um there was another this one from jalopnik uh which used to be a good website until it was taken over by uh jim spanfeller who is an herb um not the good natural herbs in ricola but uh, a bad herb um, oh my gosh i just looked at the the byline of this and and mm. I, I i almost had a heart attack like <laughs> i thought it was me right because it's aaron I, gordon but if you look at it fast <laughs> if i looked at it fast i was like <gasps> did yeah. i do what did you write an article about hyperloop oh yeah. man um so this is an article about how hyperloop which is um elon musk's uh dumb train idea which is like what if we build a bunch of like tunnels or you know shafts and then basically you like suck the air out of them what and if then we you did can... a pneumatic tube but people right exactly yeah it's basically like the tube you use at the bank but for people and because you evacuate the air out of it you can go very fast but it also requires you to build giant tubes um the thing is so out here in the midwest we don't really have good public transit 
um, really at all. I mean, Chicago does, but that's really it. Um, and indeed, he starts out the article. He says, if you want to take the train from Chicago to Cleveland on any given weekday, a distance of approximately 350 miles, you can catch the Capital Limited departing at 2.59 a.m. or the Lakeshore Limited at 3.45 a.m. Uh, and uh, that will take you seven hours. So, like, we don't really have good non-car transit. Um, and, you know, there's very little space for discussion about improving public transit because it's just not too much on people's minds. And for the past um, decade or so, there was a lot of discussion about uh, high-speed rail and trying to build some high-speed rail networks between the larger cities. And that has now been crowded out by all of these Hyperloop startups that have been sucking all the oxygen out of this conversation um, and want a whole bunch of you know like public funding to build their impractical uh, poorly demonstrated and just frankly unnecessary tube systems. And my thought on this is that it has to, I haven't run the numbers, but I feel like it must cost way less to lay some track down and string some wires up than it does to like build tunnels. So just build train, just build train. We know how to build train. We used to build train a lot. Um, and then we stopped, but we could build and train all the again. Other countries it's not build hard. Train and it works. Yeah, all the other countries have built a lot of train and their trains go very fast and we could have that train too if we wanted. <laughs> it's not but apparently build. instead we're going to build this sort of like future weird monorail sort of but not really thing because it's faster somehow but I don't this is the thing I think if you do the comparisons between like how fast a hyperloop is and how fast a high speed rail is it, I don't know that it makes that much of a difference. Like, yeah. okay, right now it takes you seven hours to get to Cleveland on a train. If it took you four hours, would that annoy you compared to it taking like three hours on a Hyperloop? Because there is sort of like a maximum, you know, or rather there's like a minimum time, right? Like you can't reduce the time that much past a certain point because there's just things with you're like, you're not going to fly know, at the speed of light. You're not, <laughs> you're not going right. to go faster than the particles can physically be going. Without well, and like, it's melting you. Well, and there's just logistics too. Like you have to worry about other trains on the track or, you know, loading and unloading. These things just take time and they're hard to, there's, you know, it's like you can increase the speed that you run like on the middle part of the track as much as you want, but you still have to like speed up and slow down and all that stuff and, and do all the things at the beginning and end. So I don't know that it makes that much of a difference and it's certainly... I think would just be way more expensive. So my suggestion is that we lay down two parallel uh, metal rails um, <laughs> and put some wires on top of it and buy some uh, like retired TGVs from France and just go at it. The the big bummer, the big, big bummer is the that we're we we apparently I found out that we're going to do this where I live. Um, yeah. Virgin you're actually you're in the heart of like the most rail innovation in America right now, <laughs> which is California. cool, which, which is still literally nothing. Right. Like, the, They're working. They, they did have ambitious plans it. for high speed rail in California that would have taken you from what is it from Sacramento down to San Diego? Uh, yeah, something like that. that. And no, now they've scaled it back to like a middle portion, which goes from basically nowhere to another part of nowhere. 
<laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From, yeah. And from, they're from like, from oh, this North will Farm be- to South Farm. Right. They're like, this will be good. And everyone, as we it, know, be farmers, fine. big rail profitable. high speed rail enthusiasts. <laughs> right. Um, part of this is because the Trump administration has pulled funding for high speed rail because, of course, they there's have. a mix. I mean, there's been a whole lot of bungling on the state level, too, and corruption. And yeah. Right. Up. I mean, it's just a huge debacle um but there so so that's a public thing right but now there's a private train that virgin is going to build from my hometown apparently i didn't know the station was going to be in my backyard yeah 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 Uh, but uh it's going to go from here to las vegas right they're calling Uh, that express west i think they ultimately want it to go to palmdale but for the beginning it goes from from las vegas to victorville so the thing that's interesting is I just learned that uh, the second bond that they're going to need to do it, um, the the uh, state legislature postponed the vote. Okay, great. <laughs> so that's good news. <laughs> so like just as I was getting excited, this is how this whole, this is how all train things, all transportation things have been going for like 20 years where you're like, oh, cool. And then they're like, yeah actually no Uh, right yeah actually sorry no we actually don't want to do that why don't you just drive because everyone loves driving on the highway long distances (laughs) love it well the the thing is i'm almost like well maybe we can revisit putting the train station directly to the south of where i live Mm. um so that i still won't have to deal with vegas traffic because every (laughs) friday and every Sunday, going in opposite directions. <laughs> you just get Vegas traffic? It's nice. just the 15 freeway that runs straight through where I live. Uh, it's just all, it's like a parking lot of people slowly inching their way towards north or south right. from to Las Vegas. And if the rail doesn't terminate at Palmdale and instead terminates at your city, then that problem is still not solved. Ideally, yeah. Palmdale, they could like get the Metro link to Palmdale, I guess, and then get on Express West. So uh, it would be that. Yes, that would be what I would want. Let, let those L.A. people get off of our freeway, please. Yeah. Uh, you just it's funny because sometimes I have to hop on the freeway to get across the freeway. Mm-hmm. Um, and nice. yeah, and you just get in this parking lot and you just look to your left and to your right. And it's some, some total douches wearing like uh skin tight, glittery, uh, uh, tank right. tops in, in their Tesla model and, S and just in their Tesla model S just pumping their fist going, oots, oots, oots. Right. And you're like, the f- they're funky beats. <laughs> yeah. And then when my friends like, Hey, you want to meet up in Vegas this weekend? <laughs> I'm like, like uh, I do not. I do not. But think. if you could just get on train, I mean, this yeah. is the thing. So, train. so I actually live, you know, the best place for trains is obviously the, the Northeast corridor, which is, you know, basically between Washington DC and Boston. Cause they have the, the only high speed rail. They have a Sela, which must be nice. Um, but I actually live in like the one other place or maybe one of like a couple other places in the U S outside of the Northeast corridor where there's rail that actually goes a reasonable speed and that's uh it's the wolverine line and it goes from detroit to chicago and so i can get to detroit i can get from detroit to chicago in approximately the same time that it takes me to drive there which is pretty novel actually and it gets up to like 110 miles per hour on some sections of the line so and the thing about that is uh i don't have to drive i can get up and walk around and there's free wi-fi on on the train so like wow. build train 
build train. <laughs> there's build a train. bathroom. There's a there's a cafe car. You know, like I don't have to stop at like a uh, convenience store to use the restroom and buy some snack. You can just walk to the cafe car. There's leg room. Well, yeah, I mean that sounds nice, but I mean, what'll happen to the what'll happen to the poor poor people who work uh, at the gasoline company? Oh well, I have unfortunate news about electrification of vehicles. (laughs) Uh, They're 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 going to be squeezed out one way or the other. Unfortunately, um, yeah, that's uh, that's how it's going to work. Yeah, Um, build train, build train. The the second the 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 third piece of our uh, of our uh, transit vertical. Our transit vertical here, or just our our environmental vertical. Yeah. Um, we got now. We got this from a deep cover source. Yeah. We who who shall not be named. Right. They, one of one of uh, he's close to. So this is about. Jeff they Stevens. are close. To, he or she. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Obsec, Andrew. <laughs> Uh, I messed up the bit, and for that, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> they let us know that uh, Amazon's threatening to fire uh, its critics about who are who are uh, complaining about their environmental policies. Mm-hmm. So the trouble with a company that relies on smart engineer people mm-hmm. to like keep it running mm-hmm. is that eventually the smart engineer people realize like. Oh no, my job is killing the planet. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Whoopsies. <laughs> Oops, all carbon. Yep. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> so then they're like, hey, we should probably do something about that. And we should make fundamental changes. And then it's like, oh, well, no. Yeah. So we're uh, not going to do that. Basically, there's some employees who have organized, you know, different groups and campaigns to push Amazon to actually live up to its stupid junk, uh, nonsense PR crap about. Yeah. Didn't they, didn't they have that big announcement that was like, we're going to be carbon neutral by 2040, 10 years earlier than 2050. And it's like, great. Just in time for nothing. <laughs> just in time for us to be cooked. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, and you think, I mean, this has to be tremendously, I mean, Amazon, like, they have their whole shipping operation, which has to use an enormous amount of carbon because they're flying things around on their own fleet of planes to get them to us in two days or even the same day. And then they have their own drivers driving, you know, like Ford transit fans around to toss packages out the window at your door. But then they also have like their web services stuff and like data centers use a ton of power. Plus there are companies using their data centers for purposes of like, doing more climate change with oil and gas exploration and things. So it's like they have their finger in every problematic pie here. Yeah. <laughs> Love to have your finger in every problematic pie. Yeah, It's like, <clears throat> so just how many bad things can we get involved in? How can we totally screw ourselves over? So these, these employees, you know, the Washington post did a story, uh, in October about this kind of stuff. Um, that you know the Amazon policy manifesto it was all like yeah raw raw environment and data privacy and stuff and they interviewed some employees and they were like um probably not 
Yeah. <laughs> and then a- Amazon sent an email to uh, Marin Costa, who is a principal user experience designer mm-hmm. at the company. And uh, it said, any future infractions will result in formal correction, corrective action up to and including termination of your employment. Like, we read, we read you on the Amazon Washington Post. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- I mean, this we're going to fire you. We're going to fire you for going to our newspaper that we own. Right. <laughs> well, what a weird world. I know it's silly. I mean, you know, a lot of companies have this in general where they're like, oh, you can't uh, you're not allowed to talk to the press as an employee, which is I think there's a larger point to be made about the um, the uh, constriction of free speech that companies do to us by like like my company has a social media policy that Mm. applies to like things that I am not supposed to tweet from my own social media account. Uh, but you know, first amendment or whatever. So, which maybe we'll talk about another time, but you know, yeah. it's, yeah, it's just, um, it's almost like companies are bad. <laughs> it's, it's almost like this whole system's like just set up to screw everybody up and down over. Um, but well, you know what, it's, you know, their incentives do not favor them actually doing anything about climate change. Cause it on the other hand, on the other hand, how dare we, how dare we, Beth Jesus has given us so many things. He's given me, I wouldn't have these fisherman friend Mandarin sugar-free spicy Mandarin flavor lozenges uh, in Thai writing. So, you know, on the other hand, speaking of things that you can buy uh, on Amazon, (laughs) (laughs) or no, not from Amazon. Hey, hey, we're not hypocrites. uh, look, I mean, let, let's just reaffirm that uh, if you shop on Amazon, um, that's not your problem. That's capitalist mindset making you think that you should feel guilty. Uh, you should use all of that energy that you would put into feeling guilty and use it to crush Amazon. Crush <laughs> but them. you can shop there. I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's hard. This- These problems are hard. They're they are tricky, but I think feeling guilty is probably not the yeah the most productive thing there. Uh, but you know what is productive? Uh, adver- Instagram advertising. Yeah, because yeah. this is this is something that got advertised at me on Instagram. Okay, and yeah. I mean I'm not going to buy it, but I'm going to talk about it on my podcast. Right. So um, these are furniture silicon protective covers. Okay. Um, if you click uh, on that link, you'll see. I, yeah, I'm looking at it. <clears throat> These are little um silicon, uh, for the lack of a better term, furniture condoms. Right. That you you, just... you slip them onto the legs of like your sofa or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which are you know which are the pee pee of the sofa? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at an, an anatomical diagram of a sofa. <laughs> So I don't. I mean, I just thought I'd share this for anybody who's interested. Yeah, in, uh, practicing safe furniture. This is, right. I mean, don't you? This is the thing. Don't you usually just get like little pads that you nail to the bottom of the feet? Uh, those are. But those this. Are not but as this effective. lets you be fashionable because they come in four colors: transparent, which is not a color; brown, pink, and blue, which of course are the only four colors of any decor. Right. 
So you can match them with your floor, I guess. Just or you can just put the transparent ones on, which actually are not transparent at all. But you can be like, oh, don't you'll never notice that they're there. <laughs> you'll never notice it. And your guests definitely won't ask, uh, what's going on down there? Yeah, why do you and have you like, well, on your couch? My couch tested positive. For- <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to contaminate the carpet. <laughs> What a weird, what a weird world. Speaking of peepees, um, I was also, <laughs> I was also advertised something, nice. uh, which is a wearable garden vest that's, okay. that's, that runs off of your urine. Okay. There's levels to this. We're going to have to start from the beginning here. Okay. Well, it's an eco fashion garment, Andrew. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So wearable garden. Yes. It's so a this vest. Is a, okay, a wearable garden vest. Yeah. Okay, so I'm already struggling with that. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a vest that's almost like a, a type of sod with okay, um, okay. a membrane. So you're not you're not in contact with the sod, right? But the sod is adhered. The idea that you're like membrane micro greens, and then you go to a party, and like if you want to add parsley to your food, you can just pick it off yourself. Because this yeah. is utterly bizarre. I, yeah. I feel like this does not bode well for the 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 garden that you're wearing to actually experience good growing conditions. But and it, I mean, it. <laughs> <clears throat> what if you try to sit down? You're going to crush the plants on the back, right? Listen, you can grow up to forty crops on this vest. Wow, why aren't we all doing this? <laughs> It's um I mean, okay okay so I got like it's a wearable garden vest but then there's part two which is thrives on your own urine uh huh so you uh-huh. do you just have like a catheter and then uh, it just interestingly they don't they don't explain that part okay they just don't is the theory here that your urine has a lot of ammonia which is a fertilizer I guess. Well, I mean, they're they say it's but it can't uh, be sanitary. The okay, let's let's see. Uh, the multi layered system is made up of moisture retention felt and a drip and capillary irrigation layer. Um, so no, yeah, they don't. On, you're just gonna be damp the whole time, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> you're gonna be damp in your urine, you're gonna be damp and smell like pee. Yes, okay, it's a built in catheter. Oh, my goodness, and then the urine is stored in a container. That uses uh, osmosis, reverse osmosis, to um, convert urine into water. Who comes up with this? And it stuff? filters out the salt and ammonia. Now, if it could separate the salt and the ammonia, you could use the ammonia. Yeah, right. Well, because the ammonia is good, right? The salt is is bad. Yeah, I mean, you, you will be good. you will be smelling like a uh, Windex if yeah, you let well, the ammonia go. I, I'm I already do, but yeah. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I'm just, I mean, I look, I'm not j- here to judge if you, if you're green lifestyle, but, uh, I, I will say that this does seem like a bad solution to a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> just going to put that out there. But if you want a pee vest, I just put that link for there, you there. So I would prefer it not. <laughs> um, Moving on to other things that are not this this does not seem like a good solution. Yeah. Um, what if I offered to you 
um, something that seemed like health insurance, except that it didn't actually have to cover anything. So, so I pay. You pay me five hundred and thirty dollars uh-huh. a month, and I but promise to I pay do? for absolutely none of your medical bills unless I feel like it. Look, I'm no Suzanne Ormond, right? But this seems like a bad deal. Yeah, well, you know, you just need to have faith in God that um, we will decide to pay for your medical bills, I guess. Well, there's that. Okay. Yeah, so Uh, this is an article that appeared a couple of weeks ago in the New York Times entitled, It Looks Like Health Insurance, But It's Not. Just trust God, buyers are told. Uh, Some state regulators are scrutinizing nonprofit Christian cost-sharing ministries that enroll Americans struggling to pay for medical care, but aren't legally bound to cover their members' claims. So what this is is basically like, um, because it's not actually insurance, it doesn't have to meet any of the rules of like the Affordable Care Act or whatever. So it can be a lot cheaper because it doesn't have to actually cover anything. So basically, it's sort of like, you know, it's meant to be like pooled risk, like you all you all put money into a pool and then you draw from it when you need it, except that, of course, it doesn't actually work that way. And when you actually need it, that's suddenly too expensive and is no longer approved. So um, <clears throat> there's some stories here. Uh, there's an eight-year-old kid who had a brain aneurysm, spent two oh. months in the hospital. Um, and uh, they pay $530 a month through um, this uh, health uh, program, um, but the uh, group capped the payments at a maximum of $250,000, which are way short of the actual costs that they incurred. Um, so this is great. Um, yeah, the Christian nonprofit groups offer far lower rates because they are not classified as insurance and are under no legal obligation to pay medical claims. They generally decline to cover people with pre-existing illnesses. Um, so yeah, basically what happens with this is that they'll like pay for like your physicals because those are cheap. But if you have like a catastrophic medical event, something that you would actually really need health insurance for, mm-hmm. that's just not gonna you're you're not gonna get covered for that. How is this legal? It's legal because of freedom of religion and the First Amendment or whatever. And there's oh. carve outs. There's carve outs in the ACA for religious groups, I guess. <sighs> Um, this yeah. is just so dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh, this picture of this kid. I mean, it's oh. basically this is basically just grifting because basically what you do is you collect money monthly from these people and then you don't, you just get to keep it. You just get to keep it. You don't have to do anything. Uh, you, where did I have to say that? Oh, uh, MetaShare. If, uh, if you like your money, you can keep it. <laughs> uh, so one of these companies is called MetaShare. And MediShare says that more than 80% of the $774 million they collected last year went to members' medical bills. Uh, What they don't say is, uh, what happened to the 20%? Yeah, where'd that go? Is that just the fee off the top? That's uh, that's what you call a a double tithing. Right, exactly, yeah. One for me, one for God. Also, MediShare says it has an extensive network of more than 700,000 providers. But just because they're in network still doesn't mean that they're actually going to pay for it because they don't have to, of course. Um, And so what's happening is actually some doctors and hospitals are just refusing to treat people with these plans because. But because of religious discrimination. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's because they're Christians and they don't we don't treat Christians in hospitals anymore. Um, No, it's actually because like it's actually (laughs) it's 
unfortunate to say, like, actually, we don't want you to come to our hospital, but it's because they would have a bunch of unpaid costs. So I, I don't know. It's like, seems we can't. I don't know. It's not great. <laughs> It's Seems like, look, bad. it's like, look, if you come to our hospital and you get treated, your quote unquote insurance won't pay for it. You don't have the money to pay for it and we don't get paid. So everyone except for the insurer, quote unquote, everyone kind of loses in this deal. So, you know, people wonder why healthcare is so expensive. And it's because there are things like this that just serve to transfer money from poor people to rich people. Yeah, and it's just a shame because um as we know there's literally no other alternatives. There's yeah, no. there's I am everybody pleased. loves private health insurance industry. Yeah. So um, what are we going to do? We're going are we going to put those poor healthcare insurance workers out of a job? Uh well, I can say that you know um one of the the um cost sharing programs has come up with a solution to this um and they have they have a new program called Save to Share, which is where you can pay more for more of your expenses to be covered no 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 <laughs> gold star ripoff that's cool right, yeah <laughs> it's like oh uh I'm sorry, you had a hospital visit, you needed to be on our premium plan better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, moving on because uh, I'm literally gonna throw myself into traffic. Uh, <laughs> it's a content warning for despair. Yeah. Um, I thought we weren't doing that. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! We did a despair. Oh, no, I love that uh, we we did that episode. It came out and then what happened is that we immediately very nearly went to war with Iran. And I was like, maybe I am going to do a despair. <laughs> oh, I just loved it. I that take we, it all back <laughs> that in between recording, like we recorded that. And I think it was like the next day, like I didn't even get a chance to publish it. And the next right. day, like the Bernie Sanders campaign put out a much better video saying, yeah, and you, were, you were like, check this out. And it was all about <laughs> Bernie saying like, don't despair. And I was like, why do we do anything? <laughs> why? I mean, we should just open the podcast. And we hit play. We say, we say, Craig, Join I have no idea what I'm doing dash voice. And then we right. play Vote with Daddy Bernie. And then <laughs> right. we do Craig leave. Right. And that's our whole show. Yeah. But uh in lighter and still kind of depressing news, um, we wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about things because I've seen it coming up a bunch. Yeah, you have some thought technologies here that <laughs> I'm excited about. Some new about. new breaking. Uh <laughs> I have some new thought technologies. So these are two things. Thank you. Thank you. These are two things that uh, I just want to put into your, your brain. I want to sauce your, your noodle with these. Right. I don't think you have the facilities for that big man. <laughs> this is uh, a <laughs> hang. These are <laughs> the first one is something that we, that we, that we both, I think we both came up with this. We workshopped <laughs> this. It's called dummy chum. Nice. Yeah. Dummy chum is dummy you're, chum. You're sitting there, you're 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 scanning the timeline, you're looking at all the posts, and you see like something happened in the news. Right. right. 
And that thing is like, it could be a meme. It could be an event in the news. It could be a piece of political propaganda. But the, the point of it is to activate the stupidest ranks within every, any given like group or movement or fan base. Right. Like the whole point of it is to just like get you angry and get you, get you, you know, but not, not you specifically. Right. Dumber people. Well, because you're not dumb. You're not dumb. You're listening to this. You're not dumb. Right. Come on. But uh, I'm not really don't want to spell out the recent example of what uh, made us think of that. Yeah. Because I, you know, I don't I don't want to get into that. Mm -hmm. But what it does is it causes the dumb people from two sides of an issue to fight in the dumbest possible way. And to make to make the goal is to make one side look bad. Yeah. Because you're activating the dummies on that side. Right. And then you can point to them and go, we'll look at that. And a good, for instance, that as somebody like me who has uh, legitimate concerns about, and just by raising this, people are going to roll their eyes mm-hmm. because, because the dummy chum has been very effective here. Yeah. But, I have legitimate concerns about genetically modified organisms mm-hmm. and the GMOs, right. as we call them. The d- now, yes. <laughs> my concern with GMOs isn't um, isn't like they're 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 putting fluoride in the water and turning the frogs gay kind of stuff. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. It is not that. I'm not anti-science. <laughs> Do you understand that? Yeah. I, I'm not. I am. I am definitely not anti-vaxxer adjacent. Yes, 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 yes. The thing is, I am a subset of a group of anti-GMO people, which does include those people. Right. And so, someone... That's the thing, there's always, there's, you, uh, there are... There's always uh, dummies. Right, yeah. You get all kinds of people in any group. You get the dummies... Nothing. There's nobody's always, pure. There's always dummies, and you know what? You can't be too mad at the dummies because, as we said in our last episode, like when we talked about being bad at your job, like not everyone. Some people are just dummies, and you know, and that's okay. Fault. Yeah, that's okay for them. That's fine for them. Yeah, okay? they should. They they deserve to live. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is that somebody who is who is against your group. So someone will put a dumb meme out there that says like that. This portrays is a, this is a very Reddit phenomenon. I, I think that portrays anybody that like it, it, it's, it's to trigger those people about like, right. uh, you know, GMOs, you know, Oh yeah. GMOs are going to give you extra eyeballs and stuff like that. Did you know you've been eating GMOs for your French fries forever? Cause uh, a lot of potatoes are GMO, you know, it's right, something like yeah. that. And then all the anti-vaxxer moms right. and all of the anti-fluoride daddies mm-hmm. are, are going to hop into the discourse and go, Rah! right. And meanwhile, the people <laughs> like me who have like a rational argument, <laughs> we're, we're just drowned out. Right. Because you're throwing all the dummy chum in the water and all of the smart fish are still we doing got their em. thing. But all the guppies are all the, you know, they're just chomping at the top. Right. Yeah. So, dummy chum. 
Do you have an example? Did I, do I think I explained that well? I think so. I mean, I I pulled up the example that we were talking about, but I, as you said, I don't want to get into. <laughs> want to get into it? <laughs> I'd rather not. But uh, I think once I've explained this thought technology, you'll start noticing it. I w- Yeah, yeah. You'll see, like, basic. Well, I mean, I think we can say this generally that like people will surface like the worst opinions of a supporter of a particular candidate, any candidate, really, they'll go and find the worst possible thing. And that is actually, well, that's the next thing. (laughs) That's the next thing, which is related, but different. And that's called nut picking. Mm. Now we didn't come up with that. Can we say that? Is that, is this appropriate for, (laughs) I have to mark this NSFW. Um, We got them. Uh, nut <laughs> nut picking is when you use a wacky outlier position as if it represents the whole group. It's a uh, classically that's like no. a weak man fallacy. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is where you take the tweet of someone who's like apoplectic, and you go, "Oh, look at this dumb! Aren't all of supporters of candidate Y, you know, this dumb? Look at how dumb! Look at how dumb candidate Y's supporters are." And it's like, yeah, okay, well, just because you, you know, just because you like, found ah. an outlier doesn't mean that represents everybody. Right. Yeah. So, like, I saw this when Black Lives Matter um, first started gaining prominence, is mm-hmm. people would find these really fringe people who called themselves Black Lives Matter activists, but nine times out of ten, it just turned out they were a grifter. Right. Well, that's um, the other thing that goes along with this, too, is getting duped by people who are just trolling. Or, yeah, or just out to make a buck or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but they would like state, you know, something that you'd find a video of someone, some black person who says I'm a Black Lives Matter activist, and they stay in the video that it's racist to speak to white people, and and you know I refuse to speak to white people, and uh, you shouldn't make me no. speak to white people. And it's like, is that view representative of Black Lives Matter? It definitely isn't anybody uh, who's familiar. No. I'm getting a lot of mileage out of this clip right now. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. So, so I saw videos like that posted by people who are like, oh, this is what Black Lives Matter is about. Right. And so it makes the whole thing look bad. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you, you got to start noticing that too. And a good, it's a good thing to think about when your outrage gets triggered. You see a post and you're like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and just yeah. go, Aah! oh, wait. Is this nut picking? <laughs> Is this probably an outlier position? Is this mm. wacky? And sometimes you can still, it's wacky, but it's fun. It's fun to see someone being wacky. Yeah. But think that, about the amalgamation of it. Think about the sum total. Thinking about this, I think you find a lot of dummy chum mostly on like Facebook sometimes on Reddit <laughs> yeah. uh, and where you really find the nut picking is on Twitter because Twitter is where Twitter makes it so easy for you to quote tweet someone's very bad tweet and, and dunk on it because that yeah. dunk culture is basically nut picking. They're, they're kind of one in the same. Yeah. Love to yeah. dunk upon, yeah. upon the fools. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. so I don't know. It's just I, those things I see they're so prevalent lately. And yeah. then I think if you're not really paying attention, you, you kind of fall for them. Yeah. Uh, so certainly I have certainly. I mean, I mean, I'm sure we've engaged on this, on this podcast. Right. Uh, yeah. 
and but, probably but will we in do the future it. because we're dumb. But, we, but we're but it's okay. It's okay to be dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Speaking of uh being being big dummies. Yeah. Just, I I'm yeah. sorry that was a bad transition. I don't know what I Well, Aaron, I just Did we even do, I didn't put a Can I how do I undo? I need a reverse of that. Oh, I think it's fine. Okay. I just, you know, all I'm going to say is I would like to see the baby. And I think we all would. <laughs> I would like to see what? the baby. What is the What is the I baby? I would like to see the baby. This is the what? thing. You know, we were all so I think we were deeply entranced by the Mandalorian over the past what, month or two or three? I don't remember when exactly it started. I mean, who knows when I'm going to get to putting this out, but <laughs> Right. Well, yes. Let's be uh, honest about me. Right. I would like to see the baby. Um, I love it. Um, I, I thought we could do a little exercise here about what is Baby Yoda's name? What do we think his name? Because everyone just calls him Baby Yoda. We right. don't even know. Actually, I say his. We don't even know. And we don't know. It's the child. We yeah, don't know anything we're about it. Gendering. It might not even have gender. It might not. Do Yodas have gender? I don't know. It wasn't clear. Yeah, it wasn't no. spelled out. It was left. It was left open. Yeah. But it's funny. It says a lot about. I think it says a I lot. I would about like to see the baby. <laughs> so what? What is Baby Yoda's name? We don't know. I don't know. I must know, though. I must know. This must be answered quickly. I want you to pick. We'll each pick a name. Okay. That we think it should be. All right. I. I think. Uh, See, the problem is I always go to like my default name for for things. And it's a very dumb name. What? No, 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 no. Like I have a when someone asks me to like come up with a name. I always have like a default name that I just pops into my head. What is it? Jeff. I think (laughs) my name is Jeff. I I would like to see the baby. His name is Jeff. (laughs) Um, I think it should be Fenton. Fenton? Hmm. Fenton. Interesting. Yeah. Fenton or Jeff. But the thing is, those aren't very Star Warsy names, you know? But Star Warsy names are always very weird anyway. Okay. His name, maybe his name should be Fenton Jeff. Fenton. Mm. Yes, that sounds, that's pretty good. That, that sounds actually, Star Wars-y. Yes. Yes. That's, I I'm think that's good. Down, predicting it. Yeah. I'm predicting it right here. Fenton Jeff. Because it's got the two syllables, one syllable surname thing going Indeed, on. Indeed, yes. Which is a very popular trope. Yeah. I like it. I would like right. to see the baby. I have no idea what I'm doing I was not prepared for this I'm trying and I'm learning Thank you for your patience There's so many mistakes I have already made But I'm working to be better day by day And I think I'm gonna make it But for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing